This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated. A no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Good morning. Friday. Hey, it's Friday, man. I, I, I'm pretty fired up about that for numerous reasons. Long week will come to an end. Uh, baseball on the air at 1.30 for um, 2 o'clock first pitch. Going to be a little bit chilly, but actually semi-comfortable. Uh, comparable to uh, other other uh, years where we uh, might have had to cancel games at this time of the year because of snow or because of extreme cold. But we got baseball for the next three days. Basketball tomorrow afternoon at Coleman Coliseum. And lots to get to here on a shortened edition of Halftime. Uh, because of the baseball pregame, we take you up to one thirty, And then uh, Matt and Matt will call it a show. And I'll take over for the pregame. And uh, we can get some baseball going. Uh, got in late last night, uh, along with the women's basketball team from Starkville. Rough loss. Trailed the entire game last night. Game that they never really were in. And uh, put them in a position where it feels like you, you have to win on Sunday in order to really even remain on the bubble against Texas A&M. Matt Jones, Matt Travis, good to be with you guys today. How's, uh, how's all in your life, in your world? Little chilly, Matt Jones. How about you, man? Uh, me and Maddie T, Maddie T, and myself, we we went to Joe's. Uh, they they sponsor the show uh, a little bit. I, I know you you read some of their ad libs, and uh, we had uh, had a taco and got to hang out yesterday. So it was pretty cool because you know I get to hang out with you guys at work, and and so it was kind of cool to hang out hang out uh, outside of work. So it was a fun time. But I'm hey, I'm excited. It's Friday, Phil. Uh, probably go to the horse races this weekend. Uh, man, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. That sounds like a good time, man. It's been way too long since I made it to the horse races at Oakland, and uh, I mean honestly, I don't know when I'll ever make it again with all of these Razorback games. But at some point, I'll try to. Um, good, to, good, uh, good that you were over at Joe's uh, yesterday. Man, they took care you of go, us. They they did. Yeah. It was cool. If you were to go over there about 24 hours, they would be doing half-price apps and taps during, our, during uh, Arkansas basketball. Heck, tomorrow's a 12 noon baseball game, so they'll have that as well. You can do it tonight or today, this afternoon, whatever it is. And, um, well, it's, uh, let's, like, uh, let's hop right into it here. We have our first firing of an SEC college basketball coach. You know, there are some firings that get celebrated because some coaches just seem to annoy a lot of a lot of fan bases. I don't know if I'd put Kermit Davis in that category. Uh, I remember when uh, Kermit Davis Jr. was the head coach at Middle Tennessee for a number of years in the Sun Belt when I used to help out with UALR, and, and they had a good rivalry going there. And he, he was universally respected, not just as one of the better coaches in the Sun Belt, but also just somebody that was easy to root for. And, uh, man, I mean, he was there for 17, 18 years uh, with a good de- degree of success near the end of his tenure and just couldn't replicate it 
at Mississippi outside of uh, making the NCAA tournament his first year there. Um, not even an NIT the last few years. And this season with 10 wins, 18 losses, and three games left on the schedule, Kermit Davis was uh, shown the exit door. And uh, now Ole Miss is in the business of looking for a head coach. You know, Matt, that means uh, anybody's going to be thinking that, and it's not just at Ole Miss, it's whatever other major college coaching jobs come open within the next couple of months or two to three months. Chris Beard is on everybody's mind as to whether or not uh, schools will be looking to him uh, to rebuild the program, in which he's already done that, man. I mean, he's done that at UALR for one year, Texas Tech, Texas. And, I mean, now that the now that there won't be any charges pressed uh, for domestic abuse, you don't have to worry. You know, there's, the, there's the, the optics, to borrow a word that I remember saying yesterday I don't really like very much, but there's the optics of uh, hiring a coach who was fired for cause recently, um, and again, this is all, this is a little bit Matt like the the Brandon Miller situation. Um, you know, not as heinous of a crime, uh, or, or that uh, that either of them might have been involved in it. Maybe Miller wasn't. Uh, maybe Miller wasn't necessarily involved in a way that gets him charged. It's the same thing that happened with Chris Beard. But Alabama's made their decision. They're sticking with Brandon Miller. They're sticking with Jaden Bradley. Texas chose the other direction. And they chose that other direction pretty darn quick. They were number three in the country, weren't so. they? Whenever that all went mm-hmm. down. And then uh, and they're not that. I mean, it's, it's, they still have a talented team. But when you lose your leader, you lose your coach. I think everybody's kind of wrote Texas off as they're not, they don't really have a chance to win a national title since Chris Beard left. Would you would you think that would be the same? I mean, obviously, if Brandon Miller wasn't on this Alabama basketball team, they don't have a chance to win a national title. So that's why they're agree. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't have any any uh, any other thoughts about it as far as that's concerned with Alabama. Um, but I guess it's oh. easier to replace a coach than it is a player midseason. I guess in their eyes. But I mean, I mean, it's also a matter of the of 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 maybe not values is the right way to put it. Miller hasn't been charged. Yeah. Miller, he's not going to be charged. At least it doesn't appear that he will be. And, man, I mean, I think the only reason why Chris Beard wasn't charged is because his fiance declined to press the charges, you know? Um, so, I mean, that's, uh, that, again, that leaves a bit of an open door for whomever wants to make that hire. I just wonder if. Um, if Keith Carter will uh, will go in that direction for for a basketball How? school too, that's not they're no blue blood. I mean, they've had you know middling degrees of success over the years, but I mean, it's it's not like it's a place that recruits to itself. Uh, in fact, it's not even the best basketball program in its own state. You know, Texas Tech. Man, I don't know. Would you put Texas Tech on the same level as Ole Miss as far as? History and 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 fan support and you know all the things that a coach yeah. might look to for why he wants to take that job outside of the ability to recruit, which I think Beard can recruit. And I don't think that's a that's a problem. Yeah, to, I mean to go and win at Texas Tech is, is pretty tough. I know Bobby Knight had a little success there. Uh, Chris Beard can coach. Let's, let's don't put it uh, get it get it twisted. Now what he did, I, I don't believe in that, but he he's. He's a sharp basketball coach. Um, as far as Ole Miss, how attractive that job is, and, and you're saying, I, I agree with you, Phil. It's not a blue blood. It's not a top tier. It's not a tier one basketball program, but it's a tier two. I mean, it's in the SEC. 
Uh, and, and if you can go there and win and have success, it's a stepping stone job, I think. I don't think anybody goes there and says they want to be there for 12, 15 years. Uh, you're going there to, to get another job somewhere else. So they'll, they'll be all right. They'll, they'll find somebody. Ole Miss does not scare you in basketball. That's You're right. No. They're, they're not even the best basketball school in, in, in their state. But it, there's never there's not any fear. When you think about Ole Miss basketball, you really, you're really not too worried about it. Yeah, Ole Miss closing with LSU tomorrow, A&M, and then Missouri uh, to wrap up a season. It's one of those seasons where you just can't wait for the season to end. You know, just like LSU and and um, and South Carolina, just you know, teams that basically are just playing out the string. No hope of a postseason tournament unless they make some kind of crazy well, run in Nashville, which you can't imagine that happening for any one of those three teams. More than any sport, Phil, I, I really believe basketball is is driven by the best player. So if you're at Ole Miss, you're if you're at any school and, and you're coaching basketball, one player can change your whole trajectory, can change the whole everything uh, for your school. So you get the right guy in there, and you can recruit. Now with the NIL, you get you get a five star guy in. More than basketball and football, it's like especially in the NBA. Like I can tell you who's going to win. You know, it's like one or two teams are going to win the title. It's who has the best player on the planet wins and basketball is just like that not as much in football or baseball but if you get the number one recruit in the country you're going to have a chance to win a national title in basketball and it's a real that's a good point you know your your perception of a program a lot of it has to do with uh, you know what they've done in 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 historical sense but you're right i mean more than any other sport one player can make the biggest difference in basketball I mean, just just look at the difference that Nick Smith seems to have made now that he's healthy for this Arkansas basketball team. It's a different team than it was even two weeks ago when he was just getting back onto the court. They're really dangerous. And the more that you read around uh, from uh, basketball analysts and the bracketologists, Arkansas is going to be underseeded because of just the body of work. I mean, the talent level that they have. Uh, will be <laughs> the talent level for Arkansas, quite honestly. If you were to put Trevin Brazil on the team, the talent level is like a two or a one, potentially. But Dude, there's, the, that's body three. Of work, the body of work is a, is a seven or an eight seed as of right now. So that makes them pretty dangerous. That makes Arkansas the team that very well could end up upsetting a number one seed in the second round. Because I think the Razorbacks, the way that they're constructed right now, and... You know, I think we'll find out a lot more tomorrow against Alabama than you would have in the in the Georgia game. But a win against Georgia is still a win, and gosh, they look really good. But uh, I mean, maybe I'm just projecting a little bit, Matt, because as we've you know, you want to pump the brakes a little bit with just that win over Georgia. Well, the next three games will maybe tell you exactly how dangerous Arkansas can be. You know, Alabama's got Miller, so they they look like a Final Four team. Uh, Tennessee a little up and down, but they've got the talent to make it there as well. And uh, I think Kentucky's pretty dangerous, too. So uh, these next three games, they don't decide the season because Arkansas is in the tournament. I mean, they're in March Madness mm-hmm. by now. I don't mm-hmm. see any way that they fall out. Uh, but I also don't see any way that they you know, lose the next four games and then just sort of sit there in the practice facility on, on Selection Sunday with their fingers and toes and eyes crossed, just praying to the basketball gods. But these next three games, I think they'll give you a heck of a lot better of an idea of exactly how dangerous the Hogs will look in March because they ain't going to be playing teams like Georgia. They're they're going to be playing teams like Tennessee, like Alabama, like these Kentucky. Next, Certainly after the first round, they will. Yeah, these next three games that tell us a lot. Uh, I, I 
Man, we have a lot of talent. If you talk about Brazil, uh, Nick Smith, Anthony Black, that's three first rounders right there. There, there's no doubt about it. If they're all healthy, uh, and then, then you got guys like uh, I think in two years, Jordan Walsh is a guy that could be a first rounder, uh, and then Ricky Council is a guy that could could make. He's athletic enough. He he could be around. I don't I don't think his his range is good enough, but he's gonna make a lot of money if it's overseas or or, or whatever playing basketball. He's an extreme talent, and you. You look at this team and, and how Coach Muss has them going. Man, they're really peaking at the right time. I mean, you get your best player back, um, probably a top five pick. I, I mean, I think I th- we we get on this uh, during the draft time, but I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm an Anthony Black fan. I probably take Anthony Black over Nick Smith. Uh, I, I don't think there's a lot of six eight guards that can play defense and and do what he can do. But every Brandon Miller, Nick Smith, you know whatever. Every team has a six seven shooting guard that can that can fill it up. I mean, we Ricky Council can do it. You know, so yeah. those aren't hard to go out and find. It's just how special is the kid, um, and we haven't seen enough. So we'll see more. But potential wise. Man, we, we got a lot of good players, and, and they're not scared of anybody. That's the one thing about coach. They, you kind of take on the identity of your coach, uh, and it, it does. It starts with your coach, and and, and coach must uh, uh, play anybody anywhere, and, th- and this this team is the same way, man. I, I, I like this team, and, and they're going to be a tough out. It's, it's all going to be about matchups, but you don't want to play Arkansas in the tournament. See, Matt, what you had said about the team not being afraid, that, that's a thing I'm really excited to watch for these next two games. Because you don't play on the road in March. You know, the, the conference tournament's Nashville. The NCAA tournament has no campus sites. And Arkansas fans will show up no matter where it is that they play. These next two games are your last true road games of the year. And they're going to be in incredibly hostile, hostile environments. Yes. I can't imagine a more hostile environment than Tuscaloosa tomorrow. And I'm talking about any game any arena in the country over the past five months with everything that's going on with Alabama, not just in the last few days, but definitely, I mean, these last few days have put the spotlight on it and, and, and revved up their us against the world mentality to, uh, to 11 out of 10. <laughs> I think this, uh, these next two days uh, games will be so amazing to watch how the Razorbacks play in these, uh, in these uh, environments. Um, all right, we got a break here for a moment. It's a short show today. We're done. Uh, the guys are done at one th- at two uh, thirty. No, one thirty because that's when the pregame starts. It's good to know when the pregame starts because I've got to start that broadcast today on time. I'm out today at twelve thirty to go down and talk with Dave Van Horn and get everything set for the baseball broadcast. Uh, Aaron Torres is out today. We got a wind of that about thirty minutes ago. Clay Henry coming up in hour number two. So no guests. In the upcoming segment, if you want to get on with us, we got open lines at 877-377-6963. And it's the first Lenten Friday that makes it fish sandwich season. Usually we'd have Fish City Grill show up with us today, but they were with us on Wednesday. So your favorite fish sandwiches, uh, a small topic to get to as well. Halftime is back right after this. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo 
code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online, where the game starts. I always love watching the reactions of the visiting teams that come in from northern schools early when they first arrive at Baum Walker. I'm doing the show today at Baum Walker for obvious reasons. Arkansas is taking their infield outfield and getting ready for batting practice, and EIU has just shown up wearing their blue pullovers and gray pants. And uh, Eastern Illinois University, I think that's in Macomb, Illinois, they are some road warriors. My gosh, this is a team. A lot of these teams, Matt, and this is separate. This is different than any other sport that I know of. Uh, I'm looking through their schedule here. The first home game for Eastern Illinois is in a little less than a month. They're playing their first, essentially their first month of the season on the road. And not like going to, you know, this tournament or that tournament, playing against other northern schools down in Florida. I mean, they're playing at Florida A&M, at Arkansas. Heck, they're going to Dayton. I don't think uh, is Dayton even the same. It's about as north as uh, as as Macomb, Illinois is. They're going to Jonesboro, Arkansas. They're playing in Pine Bluff. Heck, they're playing three out of the four Division One schools in Arkansas here in the state. They're playing at Bellarmine, which is Louisville. That's about as that's not too that's not too far away from Macomb. Can you imagine? I don't. They, I don't think they go home. Like they spend a month on the road, and they're not flying. They're busing. These are. This is this is one of the funny things about college sports, Matt. It's like, all right, so Division One is all supposed to be the same level, right? This isn't the same level. This isn't even close to the same level. Do they have Arkansas a cha- plays virtually the entire first month at home? These guys play the entire first month on the road. Is it a deal, Phil? Where um, and by the way, I did like Arkansas State better when they were the Indians. I don't. I don't even know what their mascot is now, but. Is, is it a deal where Eastern Illinois is doing this because they'll have a chance to get into Omaha or are they not? There's no chance they got to go. go yeah. No, I think they're playing here um, in order to supplement their baseball. budget. I understand. This yeah. is like a buy yeah. series, you know. So and, and, and you know, you, if you're Arkansas you, and you expect to have a good year, you, you expect to win all three of these games. I don't view the weekend the same way that I do the middle of the week, where sometimes midweek, oh gosh, anything can happen. Who knows? Weekends, this is where you take care of business. This is where your dudes get to be dudes, and you got to you got to win all three of these ball games. And and honestly, like if if Arkansas were to lose one of these games, I'd be a little bit nervous. I'd be I'd be a little bit nervous. Now, you can chalk it up to the game being baseball and it being a weird sport and anything, but I, I'd be really surprised if the Hogs don't win all three of these games. I'm not saying there might not be a close game, one or two run game, but you got to win them. You got to win them all. Because uh, this is an Eastern Illinois team that um, yeah, they got some hitters on the club that returned from last year that had some good numbers, but it's not the same talent level. And so you got to take care of business. Um, Arkansas women's basketball did not take care of business yesterday. That was a – man, that was a <laughs> – that was a rough game. They There's hit no the wall. What's, what's going on, Phil? Are we just not as talented as we thought? Because they they were in a little run there for a while, where I thought this team was definitely going to be playing in March. And uh, sometimes you hit a wall. Sometimes it happens. I know that stretch they had South Carolina and LSU back to back, and that LSU game was tough on them. And uh, it just seemed like they haven't been the same since then. It's uh, losses in 
seven of nine games since that close LSU loss. Uh, I think it's a number of factors. I, I, I think, and you say, are we not as talented? I think the starting five are a very talented bunch. They haven't gotten much off the bench. Yeah. They haven't gotten a lot of production from the bench. And I think that that has uh, wiggled its way into the mindset of the starters. And, you know, I, I think they have felt for a while now that to go into the to go into almost any game knowing that they've got to do the heavy lifting. And not just the heavy lifting, but like all of the lifting. Shot, shot selection at times has been poor. Defense at times has been very poor. And they, they, they allowed near near 50 points in the first half yesterday to a Mississippi State team that I don't think is an offensive juggernaut, but they were healthy. And they and, and you got to give credit to State. They played really well. But, I mean, you play 40 minutes of basketball, right? <clears throat> Mississippi State led for 39 minutes and 35 seconds. Dang. They scored the first seven points of the game, and that was it. <clears throat> Arkansas is down 25-9 to at the end of the first quarter, trailed by 19. They played a lot better at the end of the first quarter, but the first 10 minutes count. The first 10 minutes count. You can't it's win. not just a matter of setting the tone. It's You can't be down... You can't be down 16 points in the first quarter and expect to win on the road. You can't win it in the first quarter, but you can lose it. That's 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 just yeah. something that uh, I, especially this. I, I translate that over to golf. Uh, a lot of them they, they'll say, you know, you can't you can't win a golf tournament on Thursday, but you sure can go out there and lose it. And so the you got to be ready when the whistle blows, the the clock starts, the horn sounds, man. It's it's time to it's time to go. And and if you're not, uh, things can slip away from you really really quickly. 32 three-point attempts last ga- last night. Uh, I think it was 33 three-point attempts the previous game against Georgia. And uh, and look, I mean, it's okay if those shots are going down, but they're not going down. It's a it's a team that's based on you know Mike's offense is based on three-pointers, uh, getting to the rim and getting to the foul line and trying to push the ball in transition. You gotta have some guards in his offense. That's 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 true. He's he's got a fun offense. If I was a young lady and uh, he, he's a good person as far as you know going to continue career, man, I'd love to play for him. And and he has a fun offense. It's uh you just got to have the talent to to be able to run it. I think you got to have the talent to run it, and I think you got to have the depth to have players that come off the bench to do the same thing. And and I'm not sure if the collection of players that have come off the bench this year have have been able to do that you know quite honestly I think there's been too much pressure on the starting five and I think that seeped into their heads Uh, is that the reason why the team is on a shooting slump of almost a month if not a little longer Uh, I don't know but but there's there's it, it it has felt like there's there's a disconnect not in a matter of, you know, game planning and, and anything like that. It's just I've seen a team that early in January was playing good basketball. Even though they get out-rebounded, you know, against SEC teams, they played fairly good basketball. I mean, they won four of their first five conference games. And, uh, and, and now it's, I think it's been very difficult not just to put a full 40 minutes together, Matt, but, I mean, even in the 10-minute quarters, lots of lows, a few highs here and there, and it just hasn't translated to the sort of success that we've seen in previous seasons. Um, you know, Mike points out that they were 6-9 and nine last year going into the final conference game. Um, I don't think that that was expected this year. And last year, you know, you'd made, you'd, you basically knew you were going into the tournament anyway. This is a much different situation. I'm not sure if Arkansas makes the NCAA. Uh, they will be a postseason team. They will be an NIT bid. Um, but I don't think that's what they're expecting this year. 
Hog Noxious has uh, called in with us here. 877-377-6963. Hi, Hog Noxious. Am I going to see you out here today? What's up? Today, I'll, I'll call to make sure that you don't worry that something has happened to me. My wife and her friend will be there. I have uh, recently made a transition from nine years of working part-time to now working full-time. And I was off Tuesday, so I won't be off today. But it's okay. And I will enjoy listening to you on the radio. That'll be great. Well, I hope Bubba and I are able to accurately portray the game to someone that knows exactly <laughs> what the game looks like so well, Hog Noxious. It is fun listening to y'all. Hey, I have a I have a different thought on the Alabama situation. Okay. okay. We had Ron Hurie, a great player from Memphis. He got suspended for having a gun in his vehicle. We had Todd Day, a great player from Memphis, and he was suspended some for some of his activities. We've not had a pipeline to Memphis since then. And, and a lot of our really good teams had players from the Memphis Coach Richardson area. was great. I, I'm, I agree with you. I think we need to recruit that Memphis area more for this basketball team 100%. Coach Richardson okay, was good at getting guys. Mine. Yeah, there's there's a it's lot a of gold talent. Mine. Someone had texted okay. into the first segment, guys, saying, you know, what about Ole Miss? I mean, they're right there by Memphis. You should be able to recruit there. Well, I, I, I know that a lot of us are saying that this situation now, um, Matt's pointing it out, this is not going to set well with mamas when Nate Oates goes to recruit those players. It's not going to sell well with mamas. My son won't be playing for him, yeah. But it may set really well with some of the five-star players that are ballers, that are swag, that have their posse and their their entourage, and they expect everything always to go their way and not to get in trouble about little stuff that they're not too concerned about. And this this may play well with those guys. Well, this is an old thing. No, I agree, but, well, it's not, uh, it's, it doesn't look like it's going to this, be this isn't having a This caught. isn't having a sack of weed or, or, or having a gun on you or getting a DUI. I mean, this is a, this oh, is a serious deal. This is turning I a blind eye agree with it's fairly obvious that the kid had something to do with the murder, even if, <laughs> even if the, the, even if, um, the uh, the eyes of justice won't view it that way. We, you know, the public, the sphere of the, the sphere of public opinion, and not public opinion. I mean, just common sense. Knowing the idea that if he did not transport that gun, Janae Harris would be alive. I That's think there's a for me to know. And there's there's some there's some more information to come out. These young kids aren't all telling the truth. I think there might be a little cover up to it. I think this is a bad deal. That it's gonna it's gonna come out and it's not gonna look good on them. Oh, I agree you know, completely. To your point here, here Hognoxious, it's a matter of where is the team rule? Where is the discipline from the coach, from the administrators, from the school presidents? You know, if they if they if they made this decision to keep Brandon Miller and Jaden Bradley on the team as a collective decision, which is what they've done, according to Greg Byrne, then where's the discipline at all? None. There are no rules about this, apparently, for anybody in the entire Alabama Athletic Department. I, I agree with you completely, but it goes kind of to what Chuck said, or what Chuck has been saying this week. Um, we look to be in a new era now. You know, 
the NBA is not run by the coaches. The NBA is run by the players. And maybe the five-star, the big-time guys with uh, big-time NIL deals, um, you know, maybe they're kind of running the situation. We kind of had somewhat the same situation. Something happening in that manner this year where Coach Musselman may would like to have responded quite differently when asked about Nick Smith. But he wasn't going to say it because we want players that have the capability of Nick Smith to still come to the University of Arkansas. You remember when Jadavian Clowney and Steve Spurrier came out talking about him? Do you think that's a little similar to where where Spurrier comes out and he's like, man, we're lucky for every second Clowney was here. And so maybe he has a little feel about that with uh, Nick Smith. Maybe, maybe so, because because you've got you've got to you got to take care of those big stars. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not say, I'm not at all saying that this is forgiven from Alabama. The problem here, I, I really honestly have more problem with what Alabama has done in response to this. But uh, because whether Brandon Miller is innocent, guilty, halfway guilty, he didn't know. He did know whatever that is in the culture of all of that. But but like you said, Phil, the the university has to be the adult in the room and and act like, you know, you're going to take care of stuff. And maybe they're scared to because they're afraid ballers like that are not going to come on the campus anymore. Hognoxious, we've got a couple others on hold. I appreciate your phone call. And, uh, again, I hope uh, hope we do you justice for uh, for the baseball broadcast today. Tracy in Fayetteville, you're next on Halftime. Thanks for the phone call. What's up? Hey, Phil. Um, love listening to you. Uh, look forward to listening to the call uh, later today. Just wanted to correct you. Uh, Western Illinois is in Macomb, Illinois. Uh, that's it's the Western Illinois. Thing. Okay. I'm, yeah, and Eastern Illinois is in uh, Evansville. Very good. Home one of, uh, Tony Romo. That's right. That's right. I'll uh, hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Thanks. All right, thank you, Tracy. Coach, uh, Coach Wiki, uh, my my quarterback coach, the last two years at the University of Arkansas, Roy Wiki, he was he was from uh, Eastern Illinois. I think did Sean Payton go there? I think Sean Payton was from there too. I know he coached Romo, like you said. Um, yeah, I can't I can't remember. Uh, Jay in Fayetteville, you're next on halftime. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I'm a little bothered by this whole thing because uh, you know. In my mind, yeah, I understand the legal aspect, but in my heart, I know what happened, or you know, I've heard testimony of what happened, and this doesn't change anything. You know, you look at the NBA, and it and it's had and has its fair share of thugs and a China apologist. So they're taking their cues from them. They're taking their cues from the politicians in this world that get away with whatever they get away with. The elite class. So where does this end? You know, all I heard this morning on the talk radio show is how Alabama this, Alabama that. We don't hear anything about the girl anymore. Not much, if at all. You know, I know he's a five-star. What, was she a two-star? I mean, come on. That's right, yeah. It, yeah it's the, right the, there for parent, everybody her, to see. Her parents had a statement yesterday just beside themselves about the the, the lack of the response from the Alabama community from the athletic department from the city and everything this you're is right the trend. I tried 
the day that this, this is the day that the, the the day we started talking about it, I may, I tried to make a point to say to say Janae Harris's name more than once because that is the name that's become forgotten in all of this. It's more no, about Nate Oates, Brandon it's more Miller. about Greg Byrne, it's more about Brandon Miller and Jaden Bradley and and Davis and and Miles it's and all crazy. of them. And that's right, and it is it's, it's become it's become a lot less about the victim and her and her five year old son who doesn't have a mom because of because of this whole situation. Well, that's my take. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for the phone call, Jay. 877-377-6963 if you got any thoughts about that. we got to take a break. We'll come back with more halftime after this. I was a little too tall. Could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, hollering down. She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes And points all her own, sudden way up high Stop by Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith at 9390 Rogers Avenue and check out their full selection of Tommy Bahama spirits. Get whisked away to Island Paradise with excellence you can taste. Eastside Liquor carries Tommy Bahama Island Gin, Rye Whiskey, Bourbon Whiskey, Rum, and Tommy Bahama Vodkas, Mango, Cucumber, and Neutral. Get by Eastside Liquor today and try the multiple award-winning Tommy Bahama spirits. Sounds like I missed out on a really good time last night at Joe's Grilling Cantina. Matt and Matt were over there, the two of them together. Uh, you better watch out now when you get us together. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. That That's was a good true. time for sure. Man, and you got radio reviews over there as well uh, from the wait staff. You got to appreciate stuff like that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I love I love doing the women's basketball games, but I think you guys might have had more fun than I did last <laughs> night. Just trying to get better each day, Phil. Mm-hmm. It was a work meeting. Well, uh, well, hey, the game was on last night. The Arkansas women's basketball was on TV. You should have been able to it get it. It was on when we were there. Half yeah. price taps. Yeah. All right. Maybe half that's why. Yeah. Half price taps. That's probably why. You guys thought you were getting special I thought special we were cool and, and looked pretty, and that's why we got a deal. But well, yeah, they did have the yeah. Thursday night um, bottled beer domestic oh, yeah, deal for deal. 250 so yeah. I was drinking 250 cores. There's always night. some kind of a special going on. They got on nightly Joe's specials. Cantina. Yep. There's yeah. salsa specials today. I've never had any like it before. It's good. I like their salsa. Yeah. It's it's some of the best in, in the city. If you're looking in Fort... Because you know I'm a connoisseur. I'll go to Mexico anytime. Any, that's I love to go Mexican. And uh, best salsa in, in, the, in the city. That's for sure. I always like the, the, uh, the Mexican restaurants that that make their own salsa. I mean, not the regular stuff that gets put out on the table when everybody first sits down. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff that they experiment like with. Like some tomatilla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the kind that might actually sear your tongue a little bit. I they like only to- break it out for the people that ask for it. You know, like going to In-N-Out Burger. You got to know the special menu. You got to know the special salsa. So Joe's is the too. only place I've ever seen where they put carrots in the salsa. I love it. I like it, though. Yeah. It adds a little... Unique crunch, but I didn't even think about it, Matt. We actually had Joe's for lunch yesterday too, so we had Joe's for lunch and then went there last night. Uh, you man, I, I'm I, you know a taco and a beer—that's my weakness. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, yeah. Matt, you better be careful. You are what you eat. You're going to turn into a walking taco at some mm-hmm. point. So It'll be all right. Just a big six foot six bag of Doritos with a bunch of meat and cheese in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Grilling Cantina, half price apps, half price taps during all the Arkansas baseball, basketball, football games. Uh, you can enjoy yourself. 
and get all your favorite apps and beers that are half price at 3400 South 74th in Fort Smith across from Harps. They're open Tuesday through Saturday. Joe'sFortSmith.com and the Waiter app to put in an order. Uh, JT in Hot Springs sent me a pretty interesting text here, and this is in relation to the, the death of Janae Harris and the fact that Alabama's played great basketball since then. Like, I've seen, I've seen a person die twice in my life, uh, and it took a while for me to feel regular again, you know? And, I mean, it's not a normal part of my life. Some people live with death all around them on a daily basis. But in this situation, like, Brendan Miller and Jaden Bradley both saw a woman die violently and and heck they were in danger they got shot too. at I mean, as well yeah they were in danger as well i mean how do how do you how, how can you <laughs> just sort of put that past you and be able to focus on on the game right in front of you i mean when i saw the when i saw mike kubal killed at the baseball game at dickie stevens 16 years ago i couldn't walk into that ballpark for a year without thinking about mm-hmm. that I don't know if it affected my performance, so maybe I'm, I'm looking into it a little bit too much. But, I mean, this was on the Strip. This is the most popular part of Tuscaloosa. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, that's, I think that's a valid point there, JT, because when you see somebody die, and you might not have been expecting it, unless you're used to seeing, you know, death around you on a regular basis, I guess I thought that would affect somebody in, in some way. Maybe it turned Miller into a... Into a into a, a more dangerous score, into a into a better basketball player. I don't know. It's it's just kind of nuts. Bill from Northeast Arkansas heard Clay Henry said it best. No conscience. I guess so. I mean that 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 is one that is one way. They don't even uh, think about it anymore, it. right? Yeah, like it just doesn't. Not even they live in a different world where it doesn't matter. I think so. Yeah. Well, on another on another note here, Mafia Matt knows about a restaurant that makes bomb tomatillo sauce. Melt your face off. A place in Pea Ridge called Diego's. <laughs> Melt your face. You want salsa that melts your face off? Or do you want salsa that at least just makes the top of your head sweat? Because that's, that's what I like. I don't know if I want to feel too much pain. That tomatilla, the salsa verde, you get your, your jalapeno sauce. I, I like spice, but it's like, feel like if you go to a Thai restaurant and they say one through ten on your spice, I, I go about six, you know, seven. If they say one through five, I go three. I, I really don't. I want to be able to taste and enjoy my food. Uh, I don't want to have to be getting a glass of milk or sucking on an ice cube, you know? So. I have I have a similar problem that Phil has sometimes with the little acid reflux, and uh, you uh-huh. get too spicy, it, I'll be up all night long. It's been getting to me too these days, guys. I just realized I gotta I gotta let go of the Prilosec. I've been using that stuff for oh yeah, you come lot to, longer than I'm on, supposed to. It's hard to get off of it too. It, it becomes back a lot worse when you try to wean yourself off. Yeah, and it's really rude to be belching on the radio on a routine basis. Even one poorly timed burp on the radio will change everybody's understanding of who you are as a broadcaster. Yeah, you're not so. Phil Stern over here. That's exactly right. I'm going to have to be pounding these roll aids throughout the baseball season. Uh, all right, we're going to break. Uh, we'll wrap up the first hour of halftime. After this, stay with us. Like to have sour cream on the side, you better make sure the beans are refried. Taco. Grande. Taco. Grande. 
Get by Eastside Liquor in Fort Smith today and pick up a bottle of the delicious 291 Colorado Bourbon and Rye. Also available, high noon tailgate packs are in stock, so swing by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith for all your game day needs at Eastside Liquor. Now, back to the podcast. Bill gave us a text from Ozark. This is a gentleman who was a nurse for over 20 years. He says, I promise you a person never gets used to people dying. Well, I mean, that, that's kind of what I, I guess I expect because I, I can't imagine I would ever get used to it. But I just, I've never been in that position, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Uh, and uh, Sean and Alma asks about what would the family have felt if Brandon Miller had asked for a temporary leave from basketball to deal with what he witnessed and seemed to have some sorrow over the incident. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know what they would feel. I mean, they they just lost their daughter to a murder, so I'm not sure if anything's going to make them uh, feel differently than the way they feel. I just think that their their um, anger and rage uh, had to have boiled over o- over the last couple of days, and I can't imagine anybody would uh, would, uh, would 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 feel that they didn't have a right to have that kind of rage boil over. I started wondering about that too, Matt. Like Brandon Miller could make all of this not go away, but he'd be viewed differently, much differently, if he were to just take a leave of absence, you know, act like this was something that affected him in some way, in some human way, other than tapping his veins after knocking down a bucket because he's got ice in his veins. Like, that just, that's leaning into being the villain much more. And and look, he's going to be a hero to... To the, the from what I'm gathering and what I'm reading, the bulk of Alabama basketball fans, I I, I just can't even imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like tomorrow and how he will be, uh, and how he will be received. Will there be any booze for Miller in his in Coleman Coliseum, or are they going, or, or Alabama fans just going to, you know, treat him like the like the second coming, treat him like they've tra- treated him all year, or maybe even kick it into a higher gear. And that's one reason why I'm bu- I'm kind of bummed that the baseball game and basketball game coincide tomorrow. We got baseball at noon, basketball at one, so I can't watch it live. But I mean, that's the the game on the court will be entertaining and a good game. But the the, the atmosphere off the court to me is maybe even more of the story because what happened in South Carolina with the with the student section that's a that's a different thing. You had to expect that. I, I just kind of want to believe that there are Alabama basketball fans who buy tickets, go to games, and spend sixteen dollars on their cheeseburgers that are uh, that are that feel that this has been handled abysmally, and maybe they'll make their voices felt at some point too. Clay Henry joins halftime after the break. Eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three. We'll come right back. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Clay Henry's with us for a second day in a row. You're on a Friday. 
It's the new day. We'll have Clay on while we're playing some day baseball games. Clay, how are you? I'm good. You know, so I, I snuck away from you guys Tuesday to go fishing with my buddy, Lewis Campbell. So, Coach Campbell, how's he doing? Man, he's doing good. He caught, I think he caught 23 brown trout yesterday, oh so he's goodness. doing real good. Yeah, he is. How many of those? But I didn't witness any of that, so I'm not sure. You think he would You think he would stretch his... Uh, you know, it's like... Kid, the, Clay, that it's, dude wouldn't stretch anything. It's like those guys that they're like, yeah, man, I saw the 83 on the golf course. And you're like, man, I ain't never seen you break 90 out there. But sure, <laughs> when I wasn't there, okay. Um, yep. you know, Clay, we've been talking about what the, the atmosphere at Coleman will be like tomorrow. And I think it'll be unlike any atmosphere that uh, Arkansas basketball has played in front of this year and, and probably unique to any game across the country uh, this season. I, I guess maybe, am I being a little naive, feeling like there will be some Alabama fans that make their negative feelings shown about the situation? Because Mark in Prairie Grove says, yeah, that nobody there, even those who are upset, will sit quietly because those that are the loudest are the ones that are, are going to be cheering Brandon Miller and Nate Oates and Jaden Bradley on. Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of surreal, and you know, I thought, well, should they be wearing patches in tribute to the girl? I mean, this is just like what what is the way to do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, the way to do it though, and, and I heard y'all talking about should the player elect to sit down? Now the coach should do that. That the well, by this time, it's obvious he's not going to do it, right? He's not going to do it. And, he, you know, it's like his incentive for winning a national championship and his contract is sitting pretty right now, and that's what he's thinking about. Got to be. Well, I guess, you're, you know, if it's worth uh, your reputation being trashed outside of Tuscaloosa. Uh, then well, isn't I it? Guess it's, I guess it's worth it for him. Obviously, it is because that's the direction that they've gone. How will NBA teams view Brandon Miller in this sense? Because as soon as they sign him to a contract, he's going to be pulled into a legal battle. This is going to go to civil court at some point, and I can't imagine that he's that he's not going to be held liable in some way or form, you know. But I also see somebody here that's like, sure, he's a great basketball player, but um, the more I think about the tapping his vein to prove to the South Carolina fans that he's got ice in his veins and this isn't affecting him negatively at all, I don't know. He's um. Some people in Tuscaloosa are acting like he's the victim here, that his he's reputation is being dragged. Yeah, I mean, from when you read some of it, some people view him as a victim of the media, of Alabama haters and all of that. And I mean, I guess it's easy to view it that way. Well, there probably are, there's bubble. probably some of that out there. Yeah, I believe it. But it, <laughs> this, is a, this is a pretty ch- pretty good chance for them all to step up, isn't it? Well... It is surreal is the right thing. That's exactly the way that I feel about this. It's much different. Like going into a basketball arena and and knowing that you're going to get booed and knowing that it's a tough place to play and knowing that the opponent's going to get the majority of the calls and all of that. You know, I mean, a, a tough road atmosphere is, is one thing. This is total. I've never seen anything like what we might see tomorrow. It 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 feels like... It feels like a one-off kind of an experience. Not anything you'd be looking forward to, to be honest. Incredibly awkward, you know. And for for Arkansas, they don't have to they don't have to answer questions about any of this. They don't have to answer questions about what do you think, you know? Do you ask him? Do you ask Eric Musselman about do you just Brandon Miller played or anything? No, that's not what it's about for them. They get a chance to go in and 
and, you know, make it us against the world. Where, truthfully, like, I think the Razorbacks tomorrow will be the most popular college basketball team in the country. <laughs> I see 95% of college basketball fans watching tomorrow's game, Matt, that are rooting for the Razorbacks for obvious reasons. It's not going to change over this game, the next game. It will continue until he's no longer on the team, Phil. It's going to continue all the way through the NCAA tournament. So wait till they go in a neutral setting and they hear boos there. Now, I get it, the SEC, but these are people that just bought tickets at a regional. The local fans in that town, they're not going to support that guy. I, I just think they handled it wrong from the beginning. I think there's going to be a lot more information come out. I don't think we, I, I you know, but both my parents are school teachers, and uh, I, I th- as soon as uh, you got 19, 20-year-old kids, you think they're all telling the truth right away. You know, they're just trying not to get caught. And so I, I wonder I wonder what really is going to come out and how much NATO it's new and, and what they tried to cover up and uh, how it all went down because I don't think we've heard the truth yet. Guys, we got a couple of the callers on hold. Let's go to Charlie. Hi, Charlie. How you doing? What's up? What's up? You guys are making great points. Uh, I think Arkansas is just going in there tomorrow. All the pressure's on Alabama. Uh, if we're just talking strictly basketball, uh, Arkansas is playing with house money here. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they don't need to worry about what's going on, you know, with Alabama and their situation. The pressure is right there. It, it's on Alabama. And, Arkansas, you know, at the end of the day, like you guys said, there's going to be a lot of people rooting for them tomorrow uh, that probably normally wouldn't. So, at the end of the day, they just need to go in there tomorrow and play. I think as far as their home games, though, Phil, am I right by this? Mississippi State is kind of the only team that has won in there and give them a run for their money. Am I right by that? When it comes to Alabama's home I don't, game, I, don't, I honestly don't have the Alabama schedule in front of me, so I'm, I can look it up in, in, in a quick moment. Here. No, you're good. I just uh, it's okay. I didn't mean for you to look it up. I just meant that I, I was thinking that Mississippi State lost I... to them by three points. Yeah, so that's the All that's right. been their that's been their toughest home game so far. Okay. Well, I mean, we, listen. It, it, at the end of the day, you know, we can go in there and we can play well and give ourselves a chance, and that's what you asked for, Matt. I want to ask you though. You know, you remember the game in Fayetteville, and, uh, you know, we, we, we tied it up right there uh, with about, I don't remember how much time, it was under five minutes. And then they went on the little 9-0 spurt. Bus always talks about there are about three runs in a game. And uh, Alabama probably probably made the two big ones in that game the other uh, the last time we played them. So we got to find a way uh, to not let that happen. You know, they may have a run in them, but we can't let them have two. I mean, you know, two big ones. So... They're going to have a run in them. I mean, they're that good. It's going to happen. We we just got to, uh, you know, we just got to keep playing. And uh, we got enough. I think the difference now, though, guys, and I'm not being, you know, I'm not talking ugly about the team that played them in Fayetteville. We got a little bit more scoring pop now. I mean, that, I mean, do. let's just be real. They're they're going to have to defend us a little bit differently than they did in Fayetteville. It's a little bit different for them, game plan wise. Anyways, guys, I'll hang up here and uh, listen and uh, go Hogs. Uh. Thank you, Charlie. It's good to hear from you. Next up is Brenton Stuttgart. Brent, we got about a minute and a half or so. How you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing outstanding, and I just heard, uh, when I got on the radio, I just heard Matt uh, that he doesn't think we've heard the whole story about Alabama, and I couldn't agree more. And, uh, Bill, who's pitching for the Hogs today? 
Hagen Smith pitching today, Will McIntyre tomorrow, and then Hunter Holland on Sunday. Okay, so we're we're back to our Friday Saturday starters for the weekend, correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly that, right, Brent. And uh, thank, and I believe the Hogs tomorrow gonna go down there and take care of business. I really mm-hmm. do. Honestly, well, we'll we'll find out in about uh, twenty five hours how it all works out. Brent, appreciate the phone call. Yeah, and to your point too, Matt. Like, you know, the so this deposition is what is where the is where all the information has come from, uh, and and the the case hasn't even gone to trial yet. When it goes to trial, and the facts become public on a more consistent basis, then we will know the whole the entire story, and it, and who knew what when as well. You're right about that. The, the facts haven't all been out, but they will be out soon. Hey, for Arkansas-Alabama tomorrow, get on the Bet Saracen app if you want to put a little wager on the Razorbacks and the Alabama Crimson Tide. You've got the Bet Saracen app on your Apple iPhone or on your Google Android phone. You can also use it on any web browser at betsarazin.com. they got the best odds. they got the most up-to-date information, accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, always on the Bet Sarazin app. And uh, be sure to check out the really cool video of Bet Sarazin of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. Back into college baseball with James Teague, former Arkansas pitcher, joins halftime right after this. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. The pitcher, part of the Teague Law Firm, joining us here on Halftime. James, how you doing, man? We get some baseball today. Hey, Phil. Good to be on the show. Good to hear from you. You got it. Uh, Two-in-one weekend, a close win for grambling on Tuesday. I was explaining to Matt um, about midweek college baseball, and man, it's like, so football on Saturday. Football, Saturday football is Saturday football. Basketball is the same. No matter if it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Saturday, I don't... It's like a soft opening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. That's right. That's well said. Baseball in the midweek is like a soft opening, and sometimes you never know if the restaurant's going to make it through (laughs) the first day. You know what that's like. It's the craziest of the sports, and Tuesdays and Wednesdays are just crazier. Yeah, they they, they can be tough, especially if you get some cold days early in the year and midweeks. You know, the the atmosphere is a little bit less than on a weekend, and, you know, Especially in the midweek, a lot of guys are getting opportunities to perform that maybe aren't, you know, your your typical starters or kind of your weekend guys. And so, you know, it, it, it's really helpful because you're going to need some of those guys later in the year. And it's kind of an extended uh, extended spring trial to say, you know, who's going to be the guys that we rely on. But sometimes because of that, it's kind of hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get. 
Yeah, it's, it's an opportunity for, for the young guys to how, – how much competition is there, James, when, when, uh, when you were there and, and, and looking into all that for the young guys? It's just another chance for them to go compete, and, and they're trying to just take that next step up, right, just to get to the weekend spots? Oh, yeah, yeah, just trying to prove yourself, you know, when you get your opportunities, especially for a young guy when your opportunities may be somewhat limited. Um, you know, because really it's all about trust, especially on the bullpen. You know, when they make that call to bullpen, you want a guy that you can trust, who's reliable, know, kind of know what you're going to get. So really you have to string together some some good, strong performances to kind of get that uh, reliability. So, it, you know, it's big. It's, it's just an opportunity for guys to come in and succeed. How are you pitching on cold days? You know, today's you know, the, wind, the wind isn't a big deal. It's not like it's freezing or anything, but there's a difference, you know, pitching in – in 45 degrees and pitching in 65 degrees. Do you ever have any problem pitching in cold weather, or were you okay with that? Oh, uh, yeah, I hated pitching the cold weather. It was, you know, because you're in the bullpen, sometimes, it's, you know, it's get hot quick. You know, you've only got a hitter, or, you know, maybe two, and so you go from sitting down there with your jacket on and bundled up in the bullpen to, you know, you got to be ready in the next, let's say, five minutes. So that it's, I think it's a little easier for the starters because, you know, they can get the body warmed up, they can get ready. For the bullpen guys, you know, let's get going quick. So it's it's a lot easier on the bullpen later in the year than early, I'll say that. James, the, the topic of sports radio the last couple of days, obviously, has been the situation at Alabama. And, and, and you don't need to give an opinion on, on how you feel about this, you know, but you played for a coach in Dave Van Horn that I just feel like, I don't know, maybe – Maybe I expect that he would handle it differently because I'd want him to handle it differently than Nate Oates did, but I think the track record for Dave Van Horn, like if he had a player that was involved in a murder in any way, even as a witness, <laughs> I don't know. I just can't imagine that, 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 uh, that Dave wouldn't, uh, wouldn't suspend the player. What do you think? Yeah, you know, Van Horn really advises to steer clear of anything off the field, uh, you know, Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue would come through, and he would say, you know, just don't even go down there because, you know, you guys may think you're big and tough, but you run into a biker, he might just forget fighting and just stab you instead. So uh, I, I think for him, he, he just try to keep us to steer clear from any, any off-the-field distractions or issues. But, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a crazy situation. I don't know, I don't know what to, to say about that. James, this is and and I mean I was lucky. You, you, man, that's cool. You got to play for DVH. Sorry, and uh, I got to play for some great coaches as well. Our our team rules, the coach the the rules that coach gave the players were were way more strict than any other rules going around campus or any any uh, you know rules with the police or anything like that. Whatever the coach the coach had, the team had a set of rules. Did y'all have a set of rules too? Was was he very clear on on what he expected from his players? I wouldn't say there was maybe a hard set of rules, but he allowed a lot of internal policing from the older guys. You know, it was kind of your common sense stuff, you know, don't get in trouble on the weekends, don't be partying, doing this or that. Um, but he really allowed the culture, I think, of, of what to or not do kind of to the older guys, which I think was good because, you know, you not only relied on those guys on the field, but you relied on them kind of to set the tone of the environment. Um, you know, DVH, he gave us a lot of freedom, you know, to – to kind of just make sure we took care of our business and if our grades were good and we were going to class and we were working hard on the field, you know, didn't really get too involved other than that. So you got your eyes on Arkansas over the last weekend, um, two-in-one weekend. What were your thoughts watching the Hogs in the college baseball showdown? You know, to me, it's kind of, kind of part of the course. I think 
one thing that my perspective may be different from a fan is, you know, I, I understand guys are going to struggle early and that you may get blown out and it's okay. You know, cause it's all about kind of just finding that formula like we've talked about before. And, you know, you, you saw a guy, Gabe Wood come in and kind of struggle that first day, you know, under the lights, first time, really excited, and then get to come back the next day, you know, have a big strikeout, have a good inning. So it's stuff like that that encourages me of, you know, it's not always about being ready right now. It's not always about what the stats say now. It's about figuring out, you know, when games go wrong, how do I fix it? How do I get better? And as long as each individual person is, is taking those steps to get better and, we're, and we're, the team is ready by the end of the year, I think that's really what's most important. What do you think when you watch Brady Tigert? You, you had good stuff. You know, you had a nice slider. I remember watching that slider. Um, Brady Tigert is so much fun to watch because everything moves in a manner that we, some of us will look at that and be like, I don't know if I've seen a pitch quite move like that before. There's something special about him. Yeah, yeah, you hit on the head there. It reminds me a little bit of Zach Jackson with just the big power breaking ball. Um, but then you see him now, he's got the fastball to go with it. you know. And I think for him, when he's been hurt in the past, it's because he's relied so heavily on that breaking ball. You know, you get into conference, you can have a really good breaking ball, but if it's not located or guys are sitting on it, they still are going to be able to hit it every now and again. But we've seen him come out this year and complement it with a really good fastball. You know, and if you've got a breaking ball like that and you've got a low to mid-90s fastball that you can throw for a strike, now hitters have to look for both of those. You know, they, they can't pick one or the other, and I think that's when he becomes really deadly. Who was your favorite pitch to throw, James? And, and what would you go to for a strikeout? Well, you, you know, I got a lot better in pro ball than I was at Arkansas. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, did some major mechanical changes, did some major training differences with the body and everything else. So in college, definitely the slider, and pro ball, definitely the fastball. How long did it take before you thought that you had the slider down? That's a tough pitch to master, and a tough pitch to, you know, to throw. Uh, I think time and time and time again, and, and and put it exactly where you want. That's a that's a tough pitch. And for me, the the big difference was not throwing the slider like a curveball. But imagining throwing like a fastball, but you're throwing half of the ball. So you throw it hard, and you, you know you're, your hands are on the side of the ball. It's like you're throwing through half of the ball, and you kind of get that spin. But it looks like more like a fastball. You know, we see we saw um, cops, you know, really kind of perfect that. It's, it's fastball, fastball all the way, and then it just has that really sharp late bite where hitters are like, you know, I just don't see it. I, I see fastball all the way, and then boom, it's in the dirt. I'm swinging at it, and it's strike three. Um, so. You know, you have a guy like Cops or even a guy like Tiger. You know, they're really going to fine-tune and perfect those breaking balls. And everyone's kind of got their own thing. You know, you got to figure out really what works best for you in terms, you know, some guys it's a big curveball, curve some guys it's the slider. But um, it's all part of the process of figuring out really, you know, what's going to get out. What was your favorite uh, road stadium to play in? And uh, who is probably your most famous strikeout as far as any players, uh, any Hall of Famers or anybody that uh, potentially all-stars that uh, that you struck out while you were playing? So I've got in a bat against Alex, Alex Bregman that uh, nice. I didn't get the call on. That one haunts me almost worse than <laughs> any still of thinking about it, yeah. strikeouts. It was, it was 0-2. I threw a perfect fastball on the black away and didn't get the call. I think about that all the time, you know, why I didn't get that call, but um, let me think. I had a 
I had, a, I had a big strikeout against Jose Reyes in spring training. Oh, nice. Uh, and I had a, I had a, uh, Greg Bird, he was another one in spring training, had a big strikeout against him. He's a Yankee. And then, uh, Todd Frazier, mm-hmm. uh, had a bro- broken bat on him. So, uh, some, some of those were fun. You know, in spring training, you get to go to big league camp and you get to face, you know, some guys that you watch growing up. So that, that's a cool experience. But, um, yeah, look, look little bit fonder memories in pro ball than maybe necessarily some big strikeouts in college. What do you think Arkansas's uh, playing, or what, what's their mission? What are they trying to accomplish with this? Uh, is it a three-game series with Eastern Illinois? Yes. You know, for me, they're, it's all about finding guys, you know, finding that weak in rotation and then finding guys who are going to contribute, you know, on the offensive side. I think there's some open questions right now about McIntyre. You know, to me, he's a guy who really needs to locate to have success. He's not going to outstuff you. He's not going to come in and blow you away. So if he can, if he can come out and kind of find his rhythm, find out how to locate bottom of the zone, throw that good cutter, throw that fastball, you know, inside and outside. Uh, I think that's a big question going into the weekend. Um, we, we saw a tremendous performance from Hagen Smith, you know, last weekend, and kind of the same from Hunter Holland. So can those guys repeat that? And can we see a little bit of progress out of McIntyre? That's what I'm looking for out of this weekend yeah. series. You're 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 right about that because I think they'd like for now. I think they'd like to keep Brady Tiger in the bullpen, um, but if, the, if Will were to falter, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they give Brady a look as a starter because he's got the repertoire. It's just you know how important it is to have somebody that you're confident in for the seventh, the eighth, the ninth innings. Yeah. Sometimes it's more important than the first three innings, but you got to have a starter that gets you that gets you into the game. You know, and 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 right mm-hmm. now. The number two spot it, it has become a question mark, no doubt. Yeah, and maybe we can get Cody Frank in that position. You know, maybe he's a guy yeah. who could give you four or five innings. To me, the, the Saturday starter is who, who can give us, let's say, five innings and you know two or three runs. Hand it over to the bullpen. Hope the offense can put up two or three, four or five runs with a lead. You know, that's really what what you need, kind of at a minimum. And so. Maybe maybe the Saturday doesn't need to be someone who we're going to have a perfect game or you know go out there and throw a complete game, but just somebody who can give us five six innings, a solid reliable kind of performance. I think that's kind of at least a good starting point for right now. James, we'll leave it there. I'm going to run down to the field, talk with Dave Van Horn. We'll, I love these conversations with you on these Fridays. So looking forward to next week. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you having me, Phil. Thank, thanks, James. You got yeah, thanks, James Matt. Teague. Joined his father, Robert, of the Teague Law Firm. They've been around for nearly 30 years. They've been the best of Northwest Arkansas twice in the last three years. James can help you with most family law matters, divorce, custody, and child support. Also help with criminal law, including both felony and misdemeanor offenses. Got an estate need? James at Teague Law Firm can fill your need there, too. Teague Law Firm is a full-service law firm. You'll talk to actual lawyers. They will call you back. You'll get their direct cell phone number. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. The guys take over right after this. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dining and carryout. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! 
Hey, 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 back halftime. Uh, Phil Elson will,、uh, is gone for the rest of the show today. So、uh, turn the TV on, turn the music up, and, and jump on the bed when the parents are gone.、Uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it、uh, in between the mayonnaise and the mustard so there won't be any catch up today. So y'all can be out there driving around town in your car. You can turn it up. We got Neil Atkinson coming on in about 45 minutes,、uh, Bet Saracen. Uh, always fun to catch up with him. We got Clay Henry joining us today, so he'll help, uh, he'll help uh, smooth things out a little bit. Clay, you still there? I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. So, when the parents were away, I know your dad. You didn't do anything. I did not know, sir. No, that, I wouldn't <laughs> be here. Daughter, I mean, you, your, your younger sisters may have gotten away with stuff, but I don't think you got away with nothing. Well, here's how it went in my house, Clay. I, I'd go down and I'd ask Pops for something, and he'd say no. And,、uh, and then that was it. Then if I came back and a- asked again, it was,、uh, you know, it was SWATs. My sisters could come in there and ask him, he'd say no. And then they could, you know, wait 30 minutes and go back in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, sweeties. Y'all, y'all can do whatever. But. They were probably more trustworthy than I was, you know, growing up. I made a mistake one time of asking my dad, I think I was 16, for the keys to the car for a date. And she said, he said no. So I waited a little while and I'll circle back to mom. And she said yes. That's the most trouble I ever got、Ooh. in. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went behind him. And,、uh, I, I did but, that too when I, I think it was for some. I don't remember what it was, but it was like. Only a, did it once. Yep, only did that once. And,、uh, and the, the worst thing mama could tell you was、uh, go to your room and wait for your father to get home. <laughs> You're like, oh,、yeah. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Too late now. So, sorry, sorry is not, it's not the right answer. If you,、uh, if you guys want to get in with us, it's 877 377 uh, 6963. It's going to be a fun weekend of sports. And、uh, Clay, I, was gonna, I wanted to talk a little bit more about this basketball game with you, kind of break it down a little bit. And,、uh, so, the first half of, of, the, of the Alabama game, when they came to Bud Walton, I want to say it was, it was tied up pretty close and, and, and we competed a little bit.、Um, I, I look for Devo, Clay, to have a big game. And, and, and I, don't, I don't think、uh, Brandon Ingram is going to have 40 against this Razorback team. Yeah, it was, it was interesting the, the last game、uh, with Nick Smith back. It. it Was clear to me that roles had changed and that offense was, was not what Devo was, was trying to do. He took one shot, 0 for 1.、Uh, he didn't have the ball in his hands a lot, like, you know, but they had to have some scoring from him before.、Um, I don't expect Nick Smith to, to lay 26 down every time out, but he's capable of that. Uh, he's, he's more of an attacking, slashing player. The, the key in this game, and, and you know, Alabama will take threes, but they want to get to the rim, and they're slashing kind of guys at about four positions,、um, and they want to get to the rim, and they want to shoot free throws. And Devo, if he's going to be effective on Brandon Miller, he has. To stay out of foul trouble. So, you know, we, you, you watch how, they, they, how this goes in the first five minutes.、Uh, does Arkansas stay out of foul trouble and have their guys out there on the floor? Because I think their they're front line guys are really good right now. Well, Clay, they're、yep. number one in the country in rebounding, Alabama is. So you're exactly、yep. right. And、uh, I, I've been really impressed with these Mitchell brothers.、Uh, I think they've grown just as much as anybody understanding the concepts and, and, and playing big. 
Uh, we're going to have to have a big game from them. And to your point, Clay, this is, uh, Jordan Walsh needs it's time for him to step up again and uh, and come back and have a big game. We're going to need him to play big down the stretch. I think if we want any chance to beat this Alabama team, the defensive rebounding is what you're. You know, yes, sir. That's uh, and I think Walsh. He he's a defensive rebound. I think Nick's got to rebound a little bit better. Um, got to they're going to have to scrap and get loose balls. It, it's going to be a down and dirty game, and the emotions are, are going to be high. I you know, I suspect that that Alabama feels like that they've been mistreated and their their backs are against the wall. And I'm not saying they have, but that's the way you turn that right. If if all this negative spin about their ace player. Uh, I assume these guys got his back. Yeah, I, I wonder who's going to step up for for Alabama, but 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 also the, I, I was trying to look at the last box score. You had uh, the Mitchell brothers; uh, both of them played over twenty minutes against that Alabama team. And uh, the the biggest key, uh, Clay, is Anthony Black. His job has gotten so much easier to do what he does. He's not a score first guy. He's he's competent and capable of scoring, but he's a true point guard. Play defense, pass the ball, wants to facilitate the game, controls the game just as well as any freshman point guard if I've seen in, in a long time. And and Clay, I know you 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 if you remember watching Jason Kidd at Cal, that's who mm. I would compare him to. Anthony Black, yeah, a young a lot of that. Yeah, he yeah, gets out and goes. He's athletic, and and we know how Jason Kidd was. He they called him Ace and Kidd the the first part of his career because he had no jumper, he had no J, and. Uh, that's it's and I think uh, Anthony Anthony has a, f- a fine shot. It's just not his nature to be that guy to to score. He wants to facilitate. Most guys when they get to the paint or the lane, they want to shoot. That's when he knows that he's got the defense broken down and he wants his guys to be cutting. And he'll he'll put it up over the rim or he'll or he'll he'll bounce it or he he will give it to them for an easy basket. You know, the ball will be coming up, and it'll be straight into their hands to, to, to go up with it. And it's amazing how how good his passes are. And he, only, he may be five feet away from you, but it'll be a pass that the defense can't touch and that only you can handle. And it's there's been some amazing assists from that guy this year. Yeah, he's been a joy to watch, and 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 watching him grow, and uh, watching all of them grow, and, and and getting a little help, and and getting your best player back, uh, it makes it easy for everybody else. Uh, Jalen Graham's another guy. I mean, you're looking down the roster of of guy. I think Ricky, man, Ricky Clay. The more I watch Ricky Council, the more I like that dude. And and I still don't know if he's an NBA guy. And and say whatever you want, I, it doesn't mean he's not a great college player. Um, but the more I watch him and how athletic he is, he reminds me a lot of a Brandon Dean of, of how athletic he is just a guard and, and the, the willingness for him to pass the ball. Now he's a score first guy, mid range guy, but he will, he will a hundred percent pass the ball if you get open. Yeah. I heard y'all talking about these, you know, the comparison, uh-huh. the Brandon Dean comparison is good. Brandon not, wasn't as big. He's probably only six one. Yeah. Um, but he had those amazing hops, and I watched something today, which was all the the great dunks in Arkansas history put together on one YouTube uh, video. You're in there, by uh-oh, the way. There's uh-oh. two or three, two or three of your dunks. One of them in transition, where you kind of sail through. Yeah, when Brewer Brewer uh, passed the ball right there. Yeah, I, I thought he was yeah. going to pass it to Modica, and he ended up giving it back to me, and I was just so thankful. Yeah, yeah. 
that, that there was a little bit of a uh, a warning from the referee to get your shirt tail tucked in. And <laughs> I think it was a big shirt. Would they give you one that was a little too big for you? Those were the t- that was the styles then, man. That was the yeah. style, the baggy shorts, it was large. Yeah, yeah. And, and I had the undershirt. And nowadays they're 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 all going Euro back, and they're trying to th- show yeah. their quads again. Yeah. Well, but any anyway, the the guy that that I would compare um, uh, Ricky Council the fourth to is Lindsey Howe, who's one of my a little bit before your time. Mm-hmm. You may have remembered him, uh, but he was kind of a tweener guy. You know, he wasn't a a big time forward. He wasn't really a guard. Six four, six five, had a great mid range game. Now he he was on better teams, so you didn't have to ask him to handle the ball and do things like what Ricky is doing. But he was a great defensive rebounder, and he I mean he'd catch him up there at the top of that glass, that little square. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just amazing, and a lot of two hand dunks. It wasn't he didn't do uh, you know the up and under dunks like 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 Ricky. It was more I'm gonna catch it above the rim and throw it down. Um, but that's a guy that has the same incredible hops and and uh, you know there's another one Daryl Hawkins that I would say a little bit like Ricky uh, just could attack the rim with with such force. You know, it's one thing to dunk, it's another thing where you think he's gonna he's gonna tear that thing loose. Um, but yeah, they they're. Um, his ability is to see angles, Clay, like like you're saying, to do the reverse dunk or to squeeze through. Man, his, his geometry skills exactly. are pretty good. Yeah, and I, that that looks really easy when he does it. <laughs> it's not. I mean, obviously, I never dunked, um, so I, you know, I, I need to be careful what I say is easy and what's not easy. He makes it. That's the athletes. Those good ones. They make it look. They make it look easy. You're exactly right. I mean, just just holding on to the ball when you're dunking is. Is is not easy. Um, well, you know, I, I've got a friend in, in in North Little Rock who who counts dunks. The team with the most dunks wins for him. I mean, it, it's just it's a dunking game. If you, you, you know, if it's ten to seven dunks, then you win. I like <laughs> basketball it. is more than that, but it's a that's a fun way to look at it. Well, we got a eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. If you want to get in with uh, Matty T, Clay Henry, and myself, uh, Phil is gone for the rest of the show, uh, getting some uh, sound from a Dave Van Horn before the baseball hogs play Eastern Illinois. Uh, and Clay, we can get into some of this, this baseball because I'm I'm amazed that I didn't really know that uh, these these baseball games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays necessarily aren't your your starters out there, and uh, but it's a it's a time for for like uh, James said for the young kids to get out there and get some work in auditions. I, you know, opportunity, and he made a good point. It's it's about building trust with your coach. You know, coach don't want to play you if you're not smart. If you're gonna mess up and not do what you what your coach to do, it's it's tough to to get out there. And then we got Neil. Atkinson, is that his name, uh, Matty T? Is it Neil? Neil Atkinson. From, yeah, am I saying this mm-hmm. wrong? But he's from Bet Saracen, and uh, so he'll go over some stuff with us. And uh, if you're uh, if you're into that sort of thing, and uh, Clay, we didn't get it. We didn't get your thoughts on this. We we still got time. We can get your thoughts on uh, Kermit Davis fired at Ole Miss after five years. I think uh, Ole Miss is more of a, a second tier program, but you, you could win there in, in basketball more than any sport if you have the best player. You got a chance to win. You know, he's a guy that did well at you know at the mid-major level, and you know it looked like a good hire at the time. But 
just didn't work. Either recruiting, I, I think he's a good defensive coach, good half court coach, but I didn't ever see him have enough players, Matt. Got to have the guys. That's that's exactly right, uh, Matty T. You want to? Uh, we want to hit a break here in a second and come back uh, and finish up this last hour of uh, and it's shortened halftime show. We'll be off the air at, at one thirty today. That's right. Sounds good. I'm Twin Peaks and Rogers, your sports headquarters, where the 29-degree draft beer is flowing, the kitchen is bursting with made-from-scratch fan favorites, and the game is blasting from every angle. Stop in for the ultimate game day experience, or visit them online at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com to order to-go or delivery and enjoy your Twin Peaks scratch favorites from home. More TVs, bigger screens, plus their scenic views. There's more to watch at Twin Peaks. She left me, there's somebody new She thinks I'm perfect, I swear She likes my body, my class, and my charm She says I've got a confident air She respects my ambition, thinks I'm talented too But she's in love with an image Time is bound to see through Listening to Halftime with Phil Elson and Matt Jones. Want to jump in the conversation? Call or text into Halftime at 877-377-6963. Now, here's Phil Elson and Matt Jones. Hey, 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 hey. Back Halftime. Uh, Matty T, myself and Clay Henry here uh, for the for the next uh, next few minutes. Phil Elson's uh, with Dave Van Horn getting ready for the, the baseball game. Clay, some George Strait, man. I was just thinking, uh, I know you're a George Strait fan, and I, funny story, uh, Jeb Huckabee. I know you remember Jeb, and, and, and I love some Jeb Huckabee. We were freshmen in there in, at, at the University of Arkansas, and uh, if you remember this, George Strait had that 50 number ones dual CD. They don't do CDs anymore, do they? They had the, the 50 number ones by George Strait, 
and uh, Jeb and I would change that. He'd either have one or two, and we would rotate that disc and uh, and share it, you know, to uh, and always running in one of our cars with some George Strait. Well, so my Silverado, the first really nice truck I had, you could put six discs in, mm-hmm. and I had, you know, the the fifty number ones. That's two discs, mm-hmm. and then I had, you know, four more George Strait discs. But I was playing. I took Becca on it, and Matt knows Becca. They were classmates at the U of A. I took her on a fishing trip to Bull Shoals Dam. You know, it was a two-and-a-half-hour mm-hmm. drive. And so we're playing the 50 number ones, and I would ask her, I said, okay, some of these songs are number one. I'm going to ask you, yes or no? And, of course, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd ask her, and she would say, that's number one. And I'd say, you're right. And then she, you know, but I never told her. When they were, when she didn't guess, you know, like I just let it go, and That's finally cool. she had about twenty number ones. She picked out. She goes, Ted, I got twenty number ones." I said, "Well, I hate to tell you this, but all fifty of them were number one." Right? He's uh, <laughs> I was a mean dad. I, uh, you know, Cowboys like us, Amarillo by morning. I mean, all all is man. That's I got to see George Strait live and uh, at Alltel. Uh, Clay and he played the Cowboy Rides Away was his last song and I I just thought it was the coolest experience. I was there with you, man. You were there with in, the, yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. I've been to see him four times and saw him at uh, Arrowhead this summer. But the best concert of all time for me and my my buddy from Colorado is Jim Daniel. Is uh, he's a real live Cowboys got a ranch in Eastern Colorado. He took me to the Frontier Days Rodeo in Cheyenne, and that night George Strait sang. And we at had, the rodeo, we, we were among twenty four thousand cowboys. I had my George Strait resist all on, and my George Strait jeans on, and I was right on the rail, you know, thirty yards from the stage. Uh, and it was pretty cool. I got to admit that was pretty. I'm cool. a little, yeah, I'm a little jealous right there. Me, me, Matty T. Have you seen George Strait? Are you a, a country guy at all? I've never seen him live before. Yeah, I always uh, loved George like you Strait. like Dwight Oakam, right? Yeah, like, oh, I've yeah. Seen, now I've seen Dwight Yoakam three different times. But uh, when I was a kid, I may have been five or six, and uh, my uh, mom would take me to Waffle House, and I'd get on the jukebox there, and uh, the song I would go to was Baby Blue. Nice. That's, oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. We got a, a segment coming up after this break. If you want to get in with us, 877-377-6963, your favorite George Strait song, whatever whatever you got. Uh, <laughs> Clay and I yeah. get into a little this uh, college basketball. Who are the top four seeds right now? If you had your four number ones, uh, we're, we're going to discuss that a little bit. And then we got Neil Axon from Bet Saracen coming up at 115. So stick around. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.